Hello and welcome to the Camping Crew Podcast with Chris and Aaron. Hi everybody and welcome to the Camping Crew Podcast, episode 54. I'm Aaron Burchill. And I'm Chris Byrne. As always, we'd like to remind you it's meant to be a fun podcast. We're just enthusiasts and what we discuss on the podcast are just our own personal views and we look into one or two of the topics that you guys have asked us to look into and we read out your comments on other topics as well. We kick off with a little bit of good news, Chris. Yeah, I subscribe to the Practical Motorhome magazine and in the June edition of that magazine, they cover the Copper Coast in Waterford. So I've got a good mention there and a little bit of write-up. I'll give you a quick synopsis of what they say. Obviously, it's a big four-page article with loads of pictures and descriptions and stuff. But one of the questions they ask at the end when they review it said, OK, why would you tour here? It's quite... There seems to be more cyclists than cars, and the views out across the cliffs are stunning. You'll find plenty of small coves to explore with a backdrop of cliffs that reveal a millennia of geological heritage. This was copper mining country, and you can find out more about the copper and those who mined it at the Copper Coast Geopark Centre at Bunman, County Waterford. Now, this area is on my back door. <laughs> so I'm living in Tremor, and so the the Copper Coast starts from Tremor and goes all the way up as far as Dungarvan. It really is one of the most unspoiled areas of Ireland. Um, if any of the listeners haven't been down around this area, it, it's just it's just fantastic. There's lovely campsites to stay in in Tremor and in Dungarvan as well. Um, if you want to stay along any of those, it's not far from Ardmore. There are a couple of stopover spots and wild camping spots along the way. Uh, any of the apps like the Motorhome Parking Ireland app, some of those will show you where you could stay along that route. But it is spectacular. A little bit narrow. Um, so the height of summer, definitely wouldn't recommend it because um, it could just get a bit busy with traffic. But anywhere kind of spring, autumn, um, it's not to be missed. Like the, the sunsets are fantastic there. Yeah. And our camera club, our local camera club would go there. 10 times during the year because hail, rain, sleet and snow you'll get, if you're into photography, you'll get some fantastic shots and like you say the sunsets have been brilliant and of course it crisscrosses with the greenway if you're into your cycling and there are plenty of places to stop, be it for day or for nights and a couple of weeks ago on one of the podcasts we told you about uh, speaking of the Greenway and the Copper Coast, a new air that's opening. I'll be touching base with the boys to see how that's coming along. What with the COVID-19, it was put on hold, but hopefully they'll be ready to open up and we'll give you details of that if you plan on it. But it was in the Practical Motorhome. Do you have the online edition or do you get it posted to you, Chris? The online edition, yeah, and the tablet. Yeah, so it's it's worth. I used to buy, but that one practical motorhome, and was there was another one, wasn't there? There's another yeah, motorhome. There's the three M's, the motorhome. I'm not sure what it stands for, but the three M's is another uh, good motorhome magazine as well. Um, I suppose the practical motorhome I, I felt had kind of less ads in it, but um, the two of them are, are, are really good magazines. And well, I think for the practical. I think the practical motorhome are part of the television channel as well. The motorhome caravan and camping television. That's channel. right. They did. They, yeah. they, to have that yeah there's a good deal on their page like where you get i think two years for the price of one or something like that it was really low like so i thought it was a a no-brainer considering we're doing the podcast as well like it's a it's a great source of information another source of information there's people with the follow-ups and shout-ups and tony grant was on our twitter account and he says i'm loving our podcasts and videos even more now i've moved a camper about four foot <laughs> on the front drive today so the gutters on our house could be cleaned your youtube videos with the road footage are the nearest we'll see for a while well 
well done, lads. Keep up the good work and thanks. Much appreciated, Tony. Uh, a lot of people on the YouTube on Charlie and me camping vlog. That road footage is a bone of contention. But I've noticed from the comments, Chris, that it's a bone of contention with Irish people because they know the roads. They've seen the route with some Irish people, whereas our American viewers and English viewers tend to like the road footage because they probably haven't seen the Irish back roads I know what you mean. and our main roads for that matter. And I think you've solved that for them, Aaron. Have you? you put in the yeah. time to skip to if you don't want to do that. So I think yeah. that solves the problem for most people. So you, you keep both sides happy. And I just had an idea there for what Tony said. You know, what we all could do is we could bring our flat screen TVs out, put it on the dash of the motorhome, <laughs> drop Charlie and me and just pretend we're off driving off to the latest campsite. Make brum, 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 brum sounds. Yeah, yeah. I just kind of rub the engine in the background and just pretend you're driving along and you're at the campsite and just go back and just fall asleep in the bed yeah well i went out today to empty the water tanks and just basically to get out of the house from under deirdre's feet and i went out and i was emptying the water tanks and literally chris i was looking for stuff to do i had pulled the van out of the shed into the sunshine and i just sat in it for about 40 minutes checking facebook and instagram and twitter i just couldn't drag myself out of it. i mean look at the weather we're having and it's to be nice over the bank holiday weekend and people please do stay home if you're listening to this live tonight don't go doing anything stupid stay home but yeah that's a good idea get the flat screen or the tablet put it up on the dash and watch Charlie and me videos. There's 70 of them up there. So you'll put up, you clock up some mileage without leaving the drive. But Tony, thanks for that. Yeah. And you mentioned actually the, the this weekend is, is actually the Easter weekend, the weekend we're recording this. So there's a big appeal from the Irish government and, uh, you know, all the, the people in the, in, in the camping community for everybody to stay at home and not go out camping. So look, we'll encourage the, the listeners to listen to this before the weekend to, to stay at home and just camp on your doorstep in a motorhome yeah. if, if you really need to go camping, you know. So many people on the Facebook pages that we're part of and that we follow pitching the tents in the back garden, pulling the campers around the back or out the front and the caravans. And it's great to see it. Uh, speaking of suggestions of, of like, you saying sit with your with your wins with your TV on the dash. We have asked people on Charlie and me for suggestions of videos, and we we put up a video every Friday. But now that we're not doing campsites, the last campsite one went up last Friday. I think this Friday you had actually suggested and said it to me. It's how to change the back wheel on a motorhome. That's the video that goes up this Friday, the tenth of April. So if you you know if you've never had to change the back wheel and you're always wondering about jacking points, we did a video on that. Uh, the next video Great. is looking at the electrics, and the next video is looking at if you've a problem with your water system. It's just to keep the videos going on Charlie and me our camping blog on YouTube. So check them out if you get a chance. This Friday is jacking points on the back of the camper. Uh, for for taking off your wheel yeah. to get a puncture. I think those videos, Aaron, would be really useful for somebody just starting out motorhoming as well. Uh, number one, they want to try out this, have a look at the sites before they go. But, you know, even how to maintain your water uh, is important. How, where, how do you clean it up with the air? Where do you empty everything? Yeah. You know, how do you clean out the, the grey water and the black water? All of that, I think, would be really useful to, to new campers. And some of us older campers as well, maybe not, may, may not be doing it properly, you know? Yeah, I will be honest. I was a little bit worried about them, but I got great, great feedback from the first one we did 
which I think was, oh, the tools got great feedback from that one, just the general tools that we carry. So look, we'll do it. If you don't like it, you don't have to watch it. But thank you for the feedback and we'll just keep them coming as best we can. Yeah, I think you blazed the trail, though, when you showed everyone how to make that cheese and tomato sandwich like that, really. It's something that I've got to live up to. Yeah, I think I might (laughs) do another one now about the famous bean burgers. I did get one email during the week after last week's, (laughs) was it the week before last, our culinary, somebody said, hey, Aaron, (laughs) you know, can there be any type of beans? And I was, I made them back to say, well, no, like, you know, your Heinz beans or your bachelor's beans, but not Calaloni beans. And then I went, well, sure, look, try whatever beans you want. And then they made me back saying there could be a video there. (laughs) But yeah, (laughs) I think the old toasted cheese sandwich is going to be hard to beat. (laughs) <laughs> anyway let's move on um can we go to tips and then come back to the campsite review can we go to the tips about yeah. financing the motorhome yeah as i mentioned practical motorhome um there earlier uh, one of the articles you know where they before they they get into all the the, the, the motorhomes and campers for sale is they kind of give advice and one of those was uh, advice on for, for advice for people looking to buy a motorhome on finance. So they had some tips on it. So I said I'd, I'd uh, just run through there. It's, it's quite short, but uh, some really good advice if you're thinking of actually buying a motorhome on finance. So the first tip to give is um, financing your purchase is often easier than paying one lump sum. But be careful not to spend more than you mean to. It's easy just to push your budget out there like, you know, uh, next they say, think about your monthly income and outgoings. How much is left to pay for the motorhome? Don't forget to budget for annual servicing, insurance and storage. If you and if at storage, if you don't have the space at home, I think we did a podcast in the early mm-hmm. days then about the total cost of owning a motorhome, not just the purchase price. The um, dealers will often offer finance packages, but compare the interest rate with a personal loan. A few minutes online will give you a clear idea of how much you have to pay each month. If borrowing from a bank rather than arranging finance through a dealer, um, you know, you'll know which, which is better there. Carefully consider the size of the deposit and the whole cost of the loan, not just the monthly payments. Paying more upfront or spreading the cost over a longer period will bring down the monthly payment, but the total spend is likely to be higher. So I think some, some something to, to consider and think about if you are um, considering getting more home on finance, because it, it is a massive commitment, you know? Yeah, whether it's 10 grand or 50 grand or 90 grand or even over that. I know, I think my, I know my first motorhome I bought for cash because it was a buddy of mine just selling his and he wanted red and it was for pocket change. But I think the only loan I've got was through our local credit union. So it is worth looking at car loans, the financing that the shops, the, the garages do offer and your local credit union and do your homework because as it says at the end, you could end up spending an awful lot more than you originally thought of if you're spreading it out over X amount of extra years. And it's so easy to get tempted to go for that motorhome that you can't actually afford when you yeah. go and see it on the lot and say, oh, look, if we do this, if we do that, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's only four there. years. Back yeah. If you can, you know. Yeah, please do just do your homework and it will be worth it in the end. And and we, we've said it on numerous podcasts, stick as best you can to your original budget, which means that you may have to compromise on layouts for the, the layout of your motorhome. But just stick to your budget, but definitely do your homework. Good one there from uh, Practical Motorhome Magazine. That's it. So you're going to um, run through a review, Aaron, from uh, Darren Gallagher there, yeah? Yes, the campsites and the, all the stopovers and airs may be closed, but we still have campsitereview.com where you can log on. You can leave reviews or just read reviews. And Darren was on about Carlingford Marina and Air. 
It's uh, on the Omid side of Carlingford. If you're coming from Dublin, you go through Carlingford under the tunnel by King John's Castle and continue up until you see the sign for the marina, which is on the right-hand side. Go through the barrier, the park on the left-hand side, not the main car park. It's a grey-black water service area available. Toilets are open 24 hours. You do need a key code. The showers are free. There's a very nice Indian restaurant and bar doing bar food, pizzas, etc. on site. You can pay at the marina office if it's open or at the bar if it's not. It's 10 euro a night. And when paying, ask for a token so you don't have to pay the two euro to get out through the barrier of the car park. About a 10 minute walk into Carlingford. Uh, there's a cycleway, there's walkways and the marina goes as far as Omeath. You can check it out on carlingfordmarina.com. In the area, it's a great town, lots of history, lots of walks around the town. You can go up into the hills. There's an adventure center for families and kids with zip wires. Uh, The park is there, kayaking. That's carlingfordadventure.com. It's always a busy town, popular destination for hens and stags too. Lots of coffee shops, bars, doing good food. And don't forget the Oyster Festival is on there as well during the year. So campsites are closed, but you can go on to Campsite Review and read some of the reviews where we have been. You can leave reviews. It's absolutely free and we'd love you to do it. And then where we can, like Darren's there, we'll feature them on the Camping Crew podcasts every now and again. So that sounds a good one. The only time I was up in Carlingford was, I think, the very first time we went to Van Tastival. I, w- I got lost. So I ended up going to Van Tastival via Carlingford. Otherwise, I haven't been. But I did see the marina. And uh, it's a place that I'm actually going to check out when we can get back on the road. Yeah, I've read a series of books that were set up that way. And uh, I've always wanted to go up there. Now, the books were all set in the 80s. Um, um, so it's a bit more hard. But that whole area up around uh, Carlingford um, uh, sounds fantastic. And it's definitely someplace I want to head up, you know. Unfortunately, the year is going to be so short. Do you think? And I know even the professionals, but do you think we'll get camping this year? Oh, definitely. You know, I think they will. Like uh, as soon as they um, as they flatten this curve and get on top of it and all that, we get back to some way normal. I think they will. I think for the rest of the year we'll still be practicing social distancing. Yes. You yes. know, on campsites, they'll say, look, no large gatherings. You know, stay it with with yourselves, um, and all of that. So yeah. you know. Uh, I, I say that's going to go on for the year, but I, I think, you know, for the morale and uh, uh, and of the country, I suppose in total, they'll have to let people get back. If obviously, if they can to get some on kind top of normality, the, the health aspects of it, you know. Yeah, I got in touch with Brittany Ferries today, as we said on previous podcasts. Myself, Deirdre, and Charlie were heading to France and Holland for the twenty fourth of June. Um, Brittany Ferries, when you ring them now, it's just an automated system, just voice recording saying that due to the COVID virus, all sailings have been cancelled and we will be in touch with people. They're dealing with the people up to the end of April at the moment. We weren't due to sail until June, but the message went on to say um, that you'll either get a voucher for to be used within the next 12 months for the money that you've already spent. Now, they haven't taken the final payment out you paid the 50 percent deposit and the rest was to come out on the fourth of this month and it hasn't come out so i'm assuming that they're taking no more than what i've paid them on the deposit but we'll keep you updated but Brittany ferries have said that they are cancelling all sailings and they will contact you there's no need for you to contact them it's a tough time for all those businesses and companies uh, now, Aaron, to, to try and manage that finance, you know, keep those businesses afloat. And I'd imagine even a, a company like Brittany Ferries, for example, would 
um, have very tight margins across everything as well and just trying to to keep all that happy and try and I suppose get people to people to postpone their trip rather than cancel their trip. Mm-hmm. There seems to be a big um, movement up on um, Facebook there, or not Facebook, sorry, on Twitter I've seen it. Um, there's a hashtag there, uh, postpone, don't cancel. Um, again, trying to get people up. Keep yeah. the credit with us. We want your business, you know. Yeah, I'd be happy with just getting a credit note for them because obviously if we don't get away this year, we're definitely going to do it next year, please God. So, uh, you know, a lot of people would rather the cash back. I've got to be honest, I'd be happy with a voucher if the prices aren't going to be much of it. You know, I know how much it was this year, so I think I would argue next year saying, ah, come on, guys. You know, it's 300 quid dearer than it was back in 2020. But yeah, let's watch the space. And when I do get the email, I'll bring it to you and I'll let you know what conditions are on it. I think there was an option to get cash back, but there was going to be a cancellation fee. I, I You know, I hung up after a while listening to the girl going on. <laughs> So, uh, but as soon as I get the email, I will bring you details of, of our trip, which, as I say, was to go to France from, it was changed from Cork to, um, we were going Cork to Cherbourg, and it was changed from Rosslare to Cherbourg. So, look, we'll keep you, we'll keep you updated. Yeah, we had a family trip booked to Disney now, and, um, you know, we got a, a message from the, the travel agents just to say that, um, that, um, you know, the, the the holiday obviously is being postponed, but they've given us credit that we can use any time up to 18 months. We are, we only had paid a deposit um, up to 18 months for that trip back to Disney, which we're perfectly happy with because it's someplace we want to go, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as you say, postpone rather than cancel. Yeah. Right. What else have we got here? Camping life. Um, Kevin was on. Ke- Kevin and Eve are great for giving us snippets of information aren't they in fact i think only two weeks ago we read out an email from kevin as well yes yeah uh, he sent in a mail and i suppose the topic revolves around you know what did you buy for your motorhome that you have never used or or <laughs> used to use but you don't need it now for one reason or another do you want to run through our uh, what kev what yeah. kevin's uh, suggestions are it's a pretty lengthy email, so I've just highlighted bits of it where he came on. He said, hey, Aaron, I was cleaning it. Actually, the first off, he thinks there might be a video here. So it's something that we're going to look into on Charlie and me. But uh, it's something that we can definitely cover here as well. He says, hey, Aaron, I was cleaning out my attic today and I thought of your videos uh, looking for ideas for content for Charlie and me. Like many other people, over the years, we bought many things for camping and motorhoming that now sit unused in the attic. Some of them because we didn't need them in the first place. I think we've all been there. And we bought them because we thought we would need them, possibly believing marketing hype in camping shops or online at the time. Some of them are now unused because they're no longer needed as we've moved through the journey from tent to trailer tent to camper van by two and then to motorhome. But in some cases, it's because we bought the wrong item in the first place. Now, have you been there, Chris? Have you bought the wrong item or in haste or something because of the hype? Um, I wouldn't say the wrong item. What I have bought, and I've never really used that much, is like a a little portable inverter. So you plug this into your uh, cigarette lighter or the the charger on the the motorhome, uh, run the engine, and if you need to plug something in, to, to, to do something with electric you, you can do it. I've probably used it maybe twice for a pump or something but um, it's something I keep in the van I'm I'm convinced I will 
it will get me out of a jam one day, so I'm not <laughs> taking it out of the van. And it doesn't take up that much space. Well, Murphy's Law, the day you take it out of the van and yeah. go camping is the day you're going to need it. That's it. So that's probably the, the one thing. Like, I, I certainly bought things I've taken out of the motorhome. I've used at home and, you know, eventually I might have even bring some of them back to the motorhome again. I go through just some of the things Kevin says. He said, kettles. We have tried collapsing hob type kettles, which turned out not to whistle, which we missed. He goes on about sleeping bags. We've bought cheap ones initially. They made us sweat and they were uncomfortable. So we bought decent ones, which work well. However, we now we should have saved the money because we now use duvets. I've never used a sleeping bag in my camper van. You have. Actually, you still carry them, don't you? Yeah, uh, I suppose some of the gang in our van use duvets. Um, I, I changed over last summer to from a duvet to a sleeping bag. Um I, I just I just found it kind of easier. It was lighter, I suppose, uh, than a big heavy duvet just in the warm summer. So I just felt sleeping bag suited me better. But you know, I, I could see myself maybe at some stage switching back to a duvet or a duvet in the spring and uh, and the autumn and uh, the sleeping bag in the winter in the summer. Well, while I was out at the van today, I actually swapped duvets because we have a winter duvet, which I think is about 10 tog. I think that's how they measure them. And then the ones that we use during the summer, only one, two or three tog. So I actually swapped them today. But he goes on to say, and this is one thing that I have bought, used it once, found it to be crap and gave it to a buddy of mine who's still using it to this very day. The cool box, you know, the 12 volt little fridge cool box you can get. We started out with a cheap cool box. It was useless, Kevin goes on to say. A more expensive one worked well for a night or two, and that was about its limit. Although it would work in combination with us using the freezer on campsites for the ice refills. And then we bought a 12-volt cool box in Halfords a few years ago. This was a waste of money, as its power consumption on 12 volts was ridiculous. Now, that's what I bought, one that plugs in to the cigarette lighter, and it was draining my car battery. So I just... It worked. I've got to be honest, it had a little cooling fan on it. It did work. And this was when I had a camper van. But of course, when you move to the motor home, you tend to have the little ice box or a good fridge. And then he goes on to say, as I say, I'm just going to cut this short. There are many other things we made the wrong buying decisions, such as tables, chairs, windbreakers, barbecues, and even tent pegs. So what about asking your listeners, is there anything that they have bought that one, they bought by mistake or under pressure? Or two, they've just stopped using. Yeah, so it's a good one, Kevin. So we were just wondering, is there anything that you have or have not used? I think the only thing, Chris, that I carry that I don't... I have too many windbreakers because we bought three-foot high ones, four-foot high ones. So I think if I was to clear out the boot, I'd be dropping a windbreaker. Yeah, that's a, a good suggestion, especially they take up a, a good bit of space as well. And um, if somebody's buying a windbreaker... You know, go for a windbreaker that's as tall as possible as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, trust us on that. The taller windbreaker, the, the better it'll be for you. But a good one, Kevin and Aoife, thank you for that. And safe travels when we get back to travelling. And please do keep the emails and the tweets and everything coming. And we'll give you guys, actually in a couple of minutes, uh, all of the ways to get in touch with us. Is there anything else that you want to add to today's podcast? Yeah, I have a, a product section added in there, Aaron, and it was a great little product. It might be a product maybe more suited to the tent campers that are listening in. But, you know, a, a lot of us have awnings and, you know, um, I've slept out in there a couple of times as well when we've had uh, visitors. And I think this product from Outwell um, was great. Like I've slept on camp beds and air beds and all different kind of camping 
contraptions for sleeping mm-hmm. on and I haven't found anything which you know which which made me totally comfortable with but Outwell have a, a range of products called the Wonderland range so these are airbeds but these airbeds have a memory foam top mattress oh. so they come in single and double now I was looking at them online on outwell.com and uh, they look fab I'm dying to try these out so it says enjoy a comfy night under the stars on the Outwell Wonderland single airbed it's easy to carry and inflate there's lots of room for one to sleep in luxurious comfort and, uh, memory foam topper and 12 centimeters of inflation offer maximum support and even pressure distribution away from the cold bumpy ground the practical machine washable quilt is soft against the skin and can be easily cleaned now to me that sounds like if you're going tent camping um i would definitely invest in that um on outwell.com page itself the single version is 119 um sterling wow which is not bad like if is you you can't well what i mean is for a memory foam camping mattress you know you, you can't put a price on a good night's sleep you know in my mind well especially in a tent yeah because now i haven't tented in years possibly since i was a teenager well so not that long ago but uh i remember that it was basically those little pump up air beds lilos isn't that what they call them now that you just really throw them in the swimming pool when you're on and holidays well now the first camper van i bought which was um a renault master had a pump up double lilo inflatable bed and the very first time I did it there was a little compressor built into the press and I thought it was great and I went away for the weekend and I blew it up and by the end of the night it was flat it was as flat seriously so after that I just bought a mattress but all obviously this is more a tent thing the Wonderland double one is priced 199 and they have a, a Dreamland version for 149 but I don't think that has the the memory foam option and it would be the memory foam would be a, a deal breaker uh, uh, for me now camp and I think that'll be uh, well worth paying the extra few bob for you know and what about the slithers of memory foam that we read of people putting into their camper vans and into their motorhomes on the beds have you anything like that in your van uh, no I just have the the, the normal um, mm-hmm. uh, foam cushions I know uh, Tony and uh, Victoria and Malcolm Maroney use the memory foam toppers oh. in their camper vans and they swear by them. They're great. But, you know, you could buy a cheap inflatable mattress and put a memory foam topper on it yourself if you wanted to do it that way too. It could be a cheap option for you. But the handiness of having it all in one kit is, for me uh, would be worth it, you know. And you still have your tent, haven't you? I mean, you have used your tent over the past few years. Yeah, yeah. There's been a few occasions when going camping and we were getting work done and the motorhomes wasn't available so we went to tent camping um i'd certainly choose the motorhome now uh, 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 if, uh, if that's i could an age but... thing chris that's an age yes. thing absolutely <laughs> yeah i i've said it before and i'm going to say it again and hand on heart i could i i salute people who go camping hail rain sleet or snow intense you guys are real campers what we do yeah. in camper vans motorhomes and caravans is it's luck we're not even slowing it you guys are real tenter so well done and, and hats off to you if i had a hat right listen let's wrap it up there that just about wraps up episode 54 we'll give you the contact details uh just after we say our goodbyes look stay safe out there keep the social distancing don't be a wally this easter bank holiday weekend after we record this and go camping just stay at home have a bit of fun with the kids if you if you don't have a garden i've even seen on facebook a few people pitching tents in the sitting room just keep making the memories but when this passes and it will pass we look forward to meeting you guys on site 
for whatever's left of the summer or camping season. So from yeah, me, Aaron, virtual, stay safe. Uh, for me, Chris, as well. I think like if people just stay patient, we will get back out camping again. And we'll have lots and lots and lots to talk about on the campsites when we all yeah. meet up again. And if you do come across us, please do come over and say hi, because we love we love meeting people and uh, that come over and say, yeah, listening to the podcast. And again, we'll give you the details at the end of the podcast, how you can get in touch. But until next time, next week, we'll talk to you then. Take care. See you now. Bye bye. To contact the Camping Crew Podcast, email campingcrewpodcast at gmail.com. Tweet us at the Camping Crew. On YouTube, it's youtube.com forward slash Charlie and me, our camping vlog. You'll get us on motorhomecrack.com forum, boards.ie forum, and we're on a lot of Facebook pages related to motorhomes and camping. Well, that's it for another podcast from the camping crew. Thanks for listening, and do join us again very soon. Safe camping. Safe camping.